0: Our book club guest this quarter was Percival Everett. We had a great conversation with him at Chevalier's bookstore in the middle of Los Angeles. I had a great Facebook conversation with him uh, in the week preceding that. He's the author of some 29 books, uh, some couple of poetry books, uh, a children's book, a uh, few collections of stories, and uh, mostly novels. Um, one of my favorite novelists he has um, a reputation he's a kind of a writer's writer has a great reputation among writers teaches at USC and uh, we talked about his latest book Half an inch of Water close. Uh, a protective crow a watch crow a watch crow. and uh, now my wife told me that I was I really shouldn't do this but I, I that I shouldn't expose you like this but it, it turns out that you've never actually seen a horse never seen one no yeah. And this is just all the, all this ranch fiction. It's ju- it's just imaginative work. I watched Flicka,
1: <laughs> and, um, and and Fury, and that was uh, that was my, my
0: uh, <laughs> that was research for
1: full it, background. Because, yes.
0: Yeah, no, you uh, you uh, you are a, a rancher, have been a rancher, have spent time on ranches. Yes, I, I trained horses for twelve years. Right, and, and the, there's a whole series of your books, uh, some collections of stories, some novels, that are set in this Western ranch land. Um, and you keep returning to it. Is that, uh, is that in part because of those years, or, is there, or do you still hanker after that life? Well, I suppose one well, one spends a lot
1: of time with, with any animal, um, I think especially big animals, they become a part of how you see the world. And, and I always want to be with horses. Um, I'm not now. Um, but, um, but I, I think it's, it's, it's a part of the way I understand things.
0: And, and one of the things on the, uh, in our Facebook conversation, we, uh, somebody asked about all of the animals, and one of, the, one of your responses on the Facebook page was uh, that you liked animals because they don't betray you, they don't lie. They don't. They they are they're, they're they're decent people, animals. They're honest.
1: They're honest. Yeah, they, they don't have any hidden agendas. They they just um, It's not that they're predictable, because they're not, but. Um, they they come into, into this uh, relationship without any ego, and that's nice.
0: In in a lot of your books. Um, the, the people with the biggest egos are the people with the, that, that get treated most. They, they, you don't like them, uh, the people with the biggest egos. And the, those people are often professors who know something about literary theory. And I'm trying not to take this personally. Uh,
1: well, you know, I, I, I call them as I see them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, and and a number of those people are also seem to be named Percival Everett in the in the novels.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's easy to make fun of me <laughs> for, for you.
0: <laughs> no, there is there is a there is a you have a uh, an, an interesting relation to the world of academic literary talk, right? You have you both have a kind of love of it, obviously. Books like Glyph and, and Erasure and are are full of a real love of that way of thinking and talking, and I'm... Um, and an obvious resistance to it as well. Well, it's it's
1: my world. I, I, that's I've been
0: associated with with
1: academia for thirty over thirty years now. Um, um, so I know I know horses, and I know English departments, and and um, and I'm I'm fairly good with horses because I
0: like working with the whole animal. But the 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 resistance to theory is um, shows up in, in you know it kind of gets it becomes part of a th- the theme of some of the books, in the in the book that we want to talk about today, in a half an inch of water, um, there's just none of that at all. You've just you've you've left that part of your world behind completely. Well, I suppose you can't see it, um, mm-hmm.
1: but I I don't know if it's if it's if I'm really resistant to it I. I make I make fun of theory a lot in in my work, but but I but I don't think I'm dismissive. I I, I I think it's it's fun, much in the way the French were having fun when they when they when they do theory.
0: Yeah, because I think like S Z um, the, the 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 Barth book is yeah. is a comedy, right?
1: I think so. Yeah, I mean I don't think that um, Barth was um, was. Completely serious at all. I, I think he's he's having us on, mm-hmm. and I think it's a good ride. And, and so, when I use the other voice and unvoiced fricatives for FV, mm-hmm. in that novel, um, I'm. I, it's, it's as much a, an, an homage as it is a, a parody.
0: Yeah. Does everybody know S S Ed, The or should I should I say what it is? Okay. It's a, it's a, Roland Barthes' book, uh, in which he takes a story by Balzac. Uh, and talks about it. The, the story is, is about 20 pages long, and he talks about it for about 150 pages, yeah, you know, right. kind of going through sentence by sentence. Mm-hmm. And, and part of the comedy is that it's a, an attempted scientific approach to the question of how stories work. And always, you read, if you read all of the footnotes for one of, one of the sentences, the most obvious thing about the sentence, he never mentions, he never talks about it, yes. right? That's a it's a comedy it's just of how what you, happens. You never talk about it. <laughs> you don't you don't get to the essence of the literary, no matter how much you talk about it. Well, yeah, and I th- I think that's the point. So in the in the novel,
1: I I employ the same the exactly the same um, method that he employs in in, 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 in um, examining Racine, I think, and to S. Z. itself, mm-hmm. and. Um, And so I play with his sentences.
0: and
1: It's probably really boring, but I had a good time writing it. I
0: don't think it is. But uh, let's talk about Half-Inch of Water a little bit. Okay. Um, You do a couple of of funny things in there as well that we could talk about in a theoretical way. That is, most of it is straight-ahead realism, and then some of it is not okay <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming that that was on purpose and that uh, that uh, that you might want to ex- tell me why you you're right there's a there's a the, the story of the woman who walks who takes a ride out um, mm-hmm. and goes into another world into a fantastical world and then comes home well I, I'm
1: well, I'll back up a little bit and okay. talk about an experience. I, I've I was fort- I've been fortunate in in my years to have lived with um, um, Plains Indians. Um, I lived in the Wind Res- River Res- Reservation in Wyoming, uh, but it was it was um, uh, in South Dakota that that I had a rather strange experience. Um, uh, my native friends always talked about about. Little people, and apparently there are lots of stories about little people. Uh, no one ever has seen a little person, um, but they all hear stories about it. So-and-so said that someone saw a little person's camp. And it always would mean that something was going to happen. Um, but, when I, but as I was walking along the Grand River, uh, not far from Sitting Bull's Cabin, um, uh, and I forget the name of the reservation, it's the Lakota reservation right next to Moy Bridge. Um, South Dakota, um, my friend and her grandchildren were maybe 50 yards behind me and I was walking along the river and I saw two sets of footprints along the river. I, 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 I track animals and I, I track people and, and I, but these footprints were maybe the size of a, a four-year-old, both, of, both sets. Um, Human feet. Well, moccasin feet. No, no tread, no toes, just moccasin feet, uh, two sets parallel for maybe a quarter mile. And I've known some kids, and I don't know any four-year-old that can walk in a straight line for more than, than 50 feet, and, and, and this was remarkable to me. And then the footprints stopped. They didn't go into the leaves up on the bank, and they didn't go into the water. They simply stopped. And I and I was on a knee as my friends joined me and they said, What is it? And I and I explained to them that I've been following these tracks. And if, the tracks aren't the remarkable thing. The remarkable thing was the reaction my friends gave me when I told them. They said, Oh, little people and they just walked on. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what and that's what I love it. It wasn't remarkable to them. Mm-hmm. It was just little people. And and so when I th- when I'm told that these things in the stories are fantastic, in a way I'm thinking, well,
0: maybe. Yeah, well, I, I think, I think we, we get that, right? As we read that story, we get that sense that this is not, we're not, we're supposed to think about what this change of reality means, and it could mean a number of different things. I thought maybe she had a stroke, and she came back and kind of re- recovered enough to come home. Thought maybe any number of things had happened mm-hmm. uh, that you could explain in a realistic way, uh, and I thought that perhaps it was that she actually moved into another dimension and that you were purposely kind of working in a fantastic mode. You only thought stroke because we're of that age now. I <laughs> I, I, I think I I think yeah. I just had one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did that? Is that did that cross your mind as a as a readerly reaction to it? You know, I would
1: never answer that question.
0: I was all right. Yeah, because um, we're allowed to think whatever we want.
1: Well, that's true anyway, whether mm-hmm. I say so or not. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just once I make the story and it's gone, I, I have yeah. nothing to say about it.
0: Okay, yeah. so thank you very much for coming. <laughs> it's been wonderful. <laughs> and <laughs> um, when you when you teach writing. Um, that, that uh, you are obviously kind of going over the kind of success or failure of a story on that part of your students. And so you're going to be talking about it at that point. But of course, it's not published yet, so therefore it's fair game.
1: Well, yeah, there's, there's a huge difference between talking about making a story and talking about a story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and even then, um, if, if, if there's any truth that I know about making fiction is that once you let it go you can't control it at all Um, so you can think you mean all sorts of things but none of that really really means anything Um, yeah and that's the exciting part I have people tell me uh, what they think the stories mean and I think wow that's really good <laughs> I wish I meant that. Yeah, yeah and, and then they say, Did you mean that? And I always say, Well, yes. <laughs> of course I did.
0: Um, who's, who's the author of The, the Lime Twig and the. Uh, Jack Hawks. Jack Hawks. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was a graduate student taking him around my graduate campus. Um, when The Passion Artist came out. And The Passion Artist has a has a character in it that has a beard, smokes a cigar. He's from Vienna, and he's a psychoanalyst. And uh, and I said, I love the Freud character. Uh, and he said, the Freud character? I said, yeah, the guy with the beard and the cigar are from Vienna. And, then, and he goes, oh, yeah, of course, I, I meant that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if he was putting me on on top of putting down, or, or not, but uh, well, it's not, I, I was, it's I not was possible at, to be that wrong, is it? I was About at Brown resume? with
1: Hawks, and it's oh, okay. It's very likely that that he had no idea. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: was he one of your teachers?
1: He was not. He mm-hmm. was not. Um, I kn- I knew him. I I worked um, with Robert Coover
0: uh-huh.
1: there, in the, in so much that Robert just left me alone, and uh, and. And a man named R.V. Castle, who was not my teacher, but my chess partner, and happened to be the worst chess player in the entire world. Uh, he, he was the editor of the Norton Anthology for right. many years. Um, and speaking of surreal things, um, he really was a bad chess player. And I would um, go have dinner with him at night, and, and we'd play chess. And it always devolved into a this idiotic... Uh, chase, my chasing his king around to kill him at the end. He would never <laughs> resign. Um, and, and one one day I showed up and he took me to his basement and put a BB rifle in my hands and said, shoot at that target over there. So I did, thinking well, I better. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and the next day he came to me at the mailboxes on campus and he sounded a lot like Richard Nix- Nixon. Mm-hmm. I read. Percival, um, uh, I figured something out. And I said, well, what's that? What's that? Verlin, yeah. So said, what's that, Verlin? He said, when you figure out why, as a uh, as a right-handed person, you shoot left-handed, this novel will fall into place.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I said,
1: well, Verlin, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> he said, oh. <laughs>
0: And, and then the novel fell into place. Uh, yeah, a couple of years later. <laughs> a couple of years later. <laughs> um, And uh, do you have a favorite book of your own? And does it
1: change? Oh, you mean that I've uh, written? That you've written? Oh. Um, no, I, uh, the answer that I have to that question is, is uh, from Walter Van Tilburg Clark. And, ah. and I wish I could take credit for it. He said, I love all my children, geniuses and idiots alike. <laughs> And um, no, I, I really I I'm I, I think I I call it the mama school mama bear school of of, of treating fiction when I once I kick it out of the den mm-hmm. it's on its own yeah. um, um, there were some that were more fun to work on but I don't know if that makes them better um, um, And my... And some that came uh, very quickly, um, and I wish that would happen again, uh, but, but it,
0: it won't. <laughs> well, they all come fairly. I mean, you're, you're doing about a book a year for a long time now, uh, and uh, it strikes right? me as a, yeah, um, as a kind of 19th century level of production rather than a 21st century level of production. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how many literary novelists produce quite that much. Well,
1: I, I, it usually takes me a couple of years okay, to, to, to write a book. Um,
0: but are you working on more than one at a time? Apparently. <laughs> I, <laughs> You're just realizing I, that Yeah, I, I, I have, um,
1: I do, and I, I do suffer quite honestly from work amnesia when I'm done with a book. Mm. It's very hard for me to remember what's in it. So I'm always surprised. That's the other thing that's kind of uh. nice. I'm always surprised when people mention things in the book. Um, Except for the obvious things like Freud um, yeah. <laughs> i I'm likely not to remember remember it at all mm. and and when I look back when someone says, "Will you read from this?" I do it and, and I, it's like seeing it anew
0: mm. and um, well I rem- there's a scene there's a number of scenes from from your from your novels that have, stay with me forever and I, and, I, and they become illustrations for for things for me where I Explain things to people. Mm-hmm. One of them is the scene in Wounded, um, where our hero um, has to go off somewhere for a few days, and there's a a wolf cub that's being taken care of, and he tells the people in the in the house, you have to take, you have to just only thing I ask, turn him over, hold him upside down, you know, hold him on his back for fi- two minutes every day. That's all. That's all I ask. And the minute he walks in the door, he takes a look at the wolf and says, "You haven't been doing it, have you? You haven't, you haven't been turning him over, and they have not been, right?" And it it struck me as the this kind of kind man, very decent, kind man who really understands uh, domination and its place in the structure of any society, <laughs> um, and uh, and and he is uh, he's got a very kind of. Clear eyed relation to that. And that's something that, uh, it's, an, it's an idea that runs through a lot of your books, not just in the relationship between people and animals, but in the relationship within couples, within groups, um, that uh, the kind of need to find oneself within some kind of uh, hierarchy seems to, seems to be part of the way societies are built.
1: Well, I, I don't know about societies. I do know about animals. Um, and, and, and I guess I, just to keep life simple, I'm, I'm likely to extrapolate from the things that are clear to me to the wider picture of things. Horses are, I call them digital. Uh, if you do X, they do Y. Um, uh, unless you don't follow through on X every time. And then it becomes a problem. The um, um, dogs are the same way. Um, people are not, um, and that's and and that makes relationships really, you know, interesting and fun. And 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 that's where danger comes in. I, as as scary as lions and and bears are, I don't mind hearing them in the in the wilderness. Maybe because they belong there. But if I'm camping and I hear human voices, then I'm worried. Then I'm afraid. Because I don't want the last, one, last words I hear in life to be, I got me one.
2: <laughs> uh, this, this, <laughs>
0: this book, though, has, um, has very little violence. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I- um, which I guess surprised me because the it, it, one senses it lurking a little bit here and there, uh, and then it never happens. And it's not like you have not written violence in the past. You you you. Don't, that's true. I, I, you know, I do have some violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering. That's just is just just the way these stories came out. Are you? Mellowing? I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought about about that. Um,
1: the stories. They go where they go, um, um, and I know that there's the one story about the um, the sheriff that gets close to the well. There is violence in that; it has happened off yes, off page. Um, um, he discovers the um, discovers the violence, yeah. um, but other than that, I th- I think I think the um, all the danger comes from from either. Uh, the people themselves, or the world in which they live—not not so much uh, other people.
0: I yeah I I, well, I don't know why I said there was no violence. There's also there's a head in a box, isn't there? Oh, just that's just a head in <laughs> a <of> box.
2: <laughs> don't don't overreact. To that. <laughs> um,
0: I, 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 we were talking earlier about the, the relationship between uh, comedy and anger, and comedy and cruelty, and. You know, there's a, there's there's something about uh, about the, the comic novels that allow for a lot more random cruelty, I think, or demand a lot more random cruelty than, than necessarily in the in, a, in in these kinds of stories. Is that fair to say?
1: I don't know. I've never thought about
0: about that. Um, uh, no, I, think, I,
1: I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know if I understand. Um,
0: well, I'm thinking of the the. Um, uh, I'm, I'm What's the what's the one we're speaking of the head in the box, where the guy's head gets cut off in the first few pages. Oh, uh, American, American Desert. American Desert, right? And American Desert turns into this orgy of, of, of violence um, at some point. Um, but it's it's a it's a it's a comedy. Um, it's a pretty dark um, and uh, and dreadful comedy, but it's a comedy. And there's something about kind of upping the, the, the violent um, ratio that that makes sense in that book, and that that feels like uh, you're looking at human life in the way that you like to look at it, um, which is complicated and 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 full of the, the kind of varieties of of experience. But in the in this in these kind of quieter stories. Uh, the violence doesn't make as much sense. I mean, the head in the box is, a, is again, another aspect of this kind of fantastical at one level, right, um, because it kind of appears and disappears. Um, um. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember in American Desert, does
1: this do people get killed in the, I don't, don't remember. I know he's, the, the character, he loses his head, literally. Um, uh, but but, but he's, he's dissected at one point by a scientist but I don't remember. I honestly don't remember what.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a there's a kind of whole um, white supremacist army out in the desert that kidnaps him and. Uh, this
1: yeah, but that's kids. not fantastical. No, that's not fantastical. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's what I mean. The com- yeah. the, the comedy upholds yeah, a, yeah, a level of violence yeah. that the. Because um, these are kind of domestic dramas in a way. Uh, the the, the these, stories. These stories. The stories in, yeah, in, yeah in, I think in, that's G-Wire. probably.
1: I think that that's true. They, the work uh, these stories are more domestic than. Than, than I think most other, even my other realistic novels, um, um, and that and that's something interesting. I, I, I like that you used the word domestic. I I like that word, um, and it's a word that gets used in a very sexist way. You know, they say of women's novels they're domestic, and and, and um, I don't know what they... they
0: undomesticated,
1: and undomesticated, I undomesticated, guess. yeah. What yeah. um, and I was there's the. What's the guy's name? Um, Franson, who gets the cover of, of, of uh, what's that uh, Time or something? Uh, the Great American Novel. But his work is, is as domestic as a Marilyn Robinson. But her she gets called domestic. She doesn't get the Great American Novel cover, and that that's uh, I think that's
0: kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. But but you are you are, you are comfortable with this with this. Oh yeah, well, I, 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 I kind of like yeah. it, right? Because because um, it is where we we tend to live in houses. I mean, it's in a way uh, this yeah. is a description yeah. of yeah. the way we. Live. I'm allowed to live in a house. Yeah. I <laughs> think that's first. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay, good. laughs> Me too so far, <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 uh, and the the kind of um, the relationship the relationships uh, between couples uh, mm-hmm. is is is, is a, one of the things that you're concentrating on here. A, a variety of couples.
1: Yeah, I I think that's that's true even in the you mentioned the the story about the old woman who um the relationship with her with her deceased husband is still important to her even her freeing herself from from him.
0: Yeah, I mean she's thinking about that relationship yes. in the way one does.
1: Yeah, I I think that I think that's right uh, and the relationship of the man and his
0: daughter And uh, I want to I want to turn it over to the to our to our book clubbers and make it uh, uh, the, uh, get the book club going. Um, what's what's the question that you wish an interviewer would ask you? Not that one. <laughs> 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 and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you sweat it out here. Yeah,
1: no, I, I have no idea. Um, um, uh, when are you gonna stop all this writing stuff and do something
0: useful? Yeah, no, yeah. I, you know, you. Because I, I think we, it's a fair question. Because we have, we have, to, we have talked before, and, and that, that 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 idea is something that you've that you've mentioned to me before. Uh, that there's a that there's a sense that you make jokes about the uselessness of the of the literary, but obviously you don't feel that, or you would not have spent your life doing it, um, and you wouldn't keep <laughs> you wouldn't keep doing it. Um, Why not? I, um, I mean, you know, I, I, I I do think that the I think the the novel is the queen of the sciences. I think it's the most sophisticated form of human understanding ever devised, um, and I think that the people who can do it uh, at the level that you do it. Uh, are the most important pe- people in our culture so that's on the other hand um,
1: and yet you still can't date me <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> now it's 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 just, you know my students my graduate students come in and, and they're they're scared to death they're worried how uh, I publish this and 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 um, and I think the best thing I, I ever say to them is, relax. It's just books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you, have, have, you have families. You have kids. and That's the stuff uh, of, of, of your life. Just realize it's, this is just books. And it will happen. Um, um, my self-worth is not tied up in the next book. I'm, I, uh, even though I will make the next book it's it's what yeah. I do and I'm what I enjoy doing
0: yeah and did you feel that way right from the start because I, yeah, I I feel like I've come much. to that point myself but not I I, I I was very bound up in my sense of whether my book was going to be worthwhile or not I as a I younger said,
1: man yeah I, I think I was I think pretty much I um and I I think part of it is just again big animals, and I, I I was with someone once and they, they said uh, and they were very upset and, she, and it was a this um, a woman who was having trouble with a horse that she had bought brought to me and uh, to work with and and she said I can't make him do something I can't remember what it was and I said you can't make him do anything I said I I I wait. Hundred and eighty pounds. That horse weighs twelve hundred. I can't make that horse do anything. Um, I c- but I can, I can, I can trick him. <laughs> I can convince him, but I can't make him do. do and that, and that's kind of how I view novels. I, I can't make the novel mean anything. I can't. I, it's a, it's, it's, it's a stance. I. And, and it's kind of fun
0: and it, it is it is still fun yeah parts
1: of it are fun it, it's, it's um, you know writing a novel is like knowingly entering a bad marriage uh, it's it's a dumb thing to do um, and then
0: you know it's going to be over
1: yeah it's going to end badly no matter what you do and 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 your friends and family will try to talk you out of it and you won't listen to them um, and every morning for a couple of years you're going to wake up and see that that's that, that face. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and try again and, to make it and work. And try to make it work. work. <laughs>
0: On that note. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I have two questions, but
2: I'll just, I don't want to be picky, so I'll just start. One. Um, I've heard other fiction writers talk about uh, that the story takes over, the characters take over. Um, I'm a non-fiction writer. I, I've never had that experience. And I'm kind of envious of it, but um, and even as I ask this, I realize you probably are not going to want to answer this, but I wondered if you could talk a bit about that aspect of writing fiction of when you feel like something else is taken
1: over. I wish somebody would take over. <laughs> no, no I've, I've never had that happen. I, certainly, I make characters, and, and, and to be true to them, what i've what i've what i've conceived they they will say some things and not say others but when i go to work i'm god i and and what anything what it's taught me is that if there is a god it's a tough job you can't control these folks but you do um and that's and, and um that's how i that's how I go to work every day, but I've never had characters get loose and start running around the house. I, but I, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they did. But that's.
0: But, th- but yeah. that that sense that they they completely surprise you. What they turn a corner and do
1: something you didn't expect. That doesn't happen. Nah, I mean I, I mean I, I sounds like fun, and I and I and I wish it would happen, but it it doesn't. It's just making the stories just plotting work. And, and and making these decisions, at any at any at any given point, you can fifteen different things going to happen. Um, and if there's a yes or no question, it can be yes or no. But all sorts of things a, a tornado can come, um, and and you just make a decision to do it or not. Um, but it's. I wouldn't say, it. I'm. I'm sometimes surprised at where stories go when I'm figuring them out, yeah. but once I start writing, I kind of know what I'm, what I'm
0: doing.
2: Question. Yeah. Two. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think that animals love as deeply, or in some way, you know, equitable to how we love? Um.
1: Well, it's, it's hard for me to attribute to them the word love. And um, they, they're, my believe that their love for us is not bound up in our returning it. Um, they don't love us to get anything back.
2: Um, okay.
1: Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know about cats. I have to say. I've, I've had, I had a cat, but his name was Cat. Um, um. but dogs and mules are my favorite animals, and and um. And. And it and if there's something quite honest about, about, they, they can become angry with you. But they, but they never stop loving, if using that word, you know, they're they're devoted to to people, their people, and I think they sense sense. Um, I think they certainly enjoy the affection we give them, um, but I, I, there's just something clean and honest about it.
0: The, uh, the the poetry collection is called Trout's Lie, which is both where the trout is hanging in the mm-hmm. water, but also about a, its well, deception.
1: I've had, I've had trout lie to me all the time. i mean, <laughs>
2: I've
1: never had a pet trout, but I wouldn't. they unreliable on
2: The half an inch of water, and you think you're going to drown, and I
1: couldn't stop. <laughs> oh, that's a great song. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, that was something that my mother used to say. It's, to, an, expression. Yeah. it's an expression. But it's, that's a terrific song. I don't know if you guys know that John well, Fine song. Yeah, it, it, it <laughs> does. Um, um, the so the so refrain, the well. roads go around up one day, the next you're down, it's a half an inch of water, and you think you're going to drown. That's the way the road goes around. But the one, one of the verses is I was sitting in the bathtub counting my toes when the radiator broke and the water all froze I was stuck in the ice counting my toes, naked as the eyes of a clown crying ice cubes, hoping I'd croak when the sun come through the window and the ice all broke stood up and laughed, thought it was a joke that's the way the world goes around <laughs> yeah, John Prine is great Yes.
2: Gerald, you were going to talk. You mentioned your your advice to, to writers about being able to let a book go, and and I think a couple of the stories that in in the collection, you have people that are they're making the stories, and, and it, it's very important. They're just putting the story together. And I'm I'm thinking of the, the, this guy who's just got to find out who Billy White Feathers is and what he looks like, and it's almost kind of. Takes kind of a, a darker turn, and then the the last story, that, uh, Mrs. Cloud needs needs to know uh, somehow to finish this story about Davy in there. And and i wonder when you write deep, are you thinking in terms of well, what's what's what effect on readers towards the reader about when, you know being able to see their lives in, in fictions things like that? That wasn't very well put. I, no, well, I, know, I know what you mean.
1: Um. Obviously, I, I, we just talked about that, the fact that I, I, don't write for an audience, but, and I don't for a very important reason, as because there's so many different, there are so many other minds, I can't write for anyone else. I have to write for myself, and and I understand, um, and I play with the idea that it's a very human thing to find the narrative in anything. Um, so stories are always going to mean something. Again, I can't choose what those things are, um, and it's exciting to me for me to think about what meaning people will find in them. And again, sometimes I have it's stuff I never never would have thought of. Uh, but I do know that that those narrative turns and those narrative connections will be made by a reader it's not a work of art until the reader reads it it's it's it's, you know the light doesn't come on until somebody flips the switch um and it's the same with it with a book until somebody reads it it's it's a it's a a light bulb with no battery
2: so you you've been doing this for a long time now and thanks for pointing that out we've all been here. And I'm wondering how it's different for you you
1: now. This whole business of writing?
2: You know, I'm actually thinking about crafting the stories. I'm thinking the stories in in Half an Inch of Water, just as stories are so compelling, and they're really, um, I mean, I I always, I always want to find out what happens in the stories that you write. But these seemed to me to really skate close to the edge of maybe being too much, but never going over it. Um, I thought they were really skillful, and I wonder if you feel, you know, you wor- you spend your work your your day job working with people on the craft of writing. If you feel the growth of that skill when you work.
1: Well, I, I someone. I'm going to talk about the word craft for a second. I don't believe in craft, and and someone at I teach at Bread Loaf Writers Conference very often. Yes, you were. I was looking. at yeah. um, And and I was I one year I did teach a craft class and it was an anti-craft class. Um, I don't believe in rules, of any kind. I don't like rules. Um, I don't think they help fiction. On, and I think and it's, and it's one of the reasons I can't write a screenplay too many rules, even the formatting it seems to me wrong-headed. I, if I could just write it on on a legal pad and happy if someone acted out, I might be happy with it. but all this centering stuff and got, I can't type, which is partly why. Um, um, but I it, I just want my, I want my students to think I'm making art, not I'm crafting a story. Um, I, you know, we can get rid of some of those craft ideas pretty quickly. Yeah. Setting, well, the story has to happen someplace. What about character? Well, yeah, it has to happen to somebody. Um, plot. Well, that somebody has to do something. <laughs> you know, it's very simple. <laughs> Uh, again, I, uh, suffering from work amnesia, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think because, I, I don't dismiss the fact that, that I'm in a different position because I've published a lot over a number of years. So it's, it's when I'm talking to, to my students, I have to remember that. I, it's easy for me to say, "Don't, don't worry about it," because somebody's going to publish my next book. Apparently, um, um, but I think, I think I've always felt, at least, a little like this. Um, um, I I hope that I've grown as a writer, but I don't know if my attitude has changed. I simply don't know.
0: Part of the part of the question too was to, uh, was whether wh- you had a sense that you're that you're of your own skillfulness increasing, and therefore the, that there's some ease with with which you approach the daily task compared to if you can remember. Uh, you know, at all. my well,
1: if, if if a graduate student came to my office tomorrow and said, "Can you teach me to write a novel?" I would say no, because I don't know how to write a novel. I know I have done it. And from all evidence, I will probably do it again. But I don't know how to do it. it every time, it's new. It's, 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 which, and that's probably why I keep doing it, is because it's brand new. I have to reinvent what I'm making every time. And that's the exciting part of it. So in that way, no, I'm not in any smart. Any, in fact, sometimes I, I think I know something before I start a novel. And by the end of the novel, I know less than I did when I started. And after 30 books, I know a lot less than most people. Um, i well on my way to knowing
0: nothing. That's my... my Uh, But join me in thanking Percival Everett for coming and joining our book club.